Welcome to a special series of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Here, I'm introducing you to a variety of expert professionals for your divorce team. Some you may know about, others you may not. I'm your host, Beverly Price, Divorce and Empowerment Coach. I'd like you to be aware of all the resources available to you that weren't available to me during my divorce because I want your divorce to be a better experience than mine was. From attorneys and mediators to financial experts to real estate and mortgage professionals, domestic violence experts and child-centered divorce, we'll be exploring how these professionals can support you. Through these conversations with incredible divorce professionals, we hope to provide valuable insights and information to empower you to make informed decisions and feel confident as you move forward in the divorce process. We're in your corner, empowering you to be the master of your divorce while feeling confident, capable, beautiful, and stepping into the next best chapter of your life. Join me in each of these episodes for practical advice, actionable tips, and insights to prepare you for this challenging time. Let's get started. Greetings and welcome to the Her Self-Expression Expert Divorce Series. I'm Beverly Price, a Divorce and Empowerment Coach, and in this special series, I bring you experts from various fields of divorce to provide a comprehensive guide for women navigating the divorce process. Whether you are soon to be separated, separated, divorcing, or divorced as a woman, this information can help. I have these questions for you to consider. Have you ever experienced domestic violence? Is there domestic violence in your divorce situation? Was it in your marriage? And do you think domestic violence is just being hit? Well, my guest today is Tina Huggins. Her company is called Your Divorce Coach Specialist. Tina is going to talk with me today about domestic violence as it pertains to divorce. How you can get a divorce when you are the one being violated. Hi, Tina. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, Beverly, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. And to my audience, I have handpicked all of the, the experts in this series to be the best of the best. So my first question is, um, we hear a lot about high conflict and contentious, contentious divorce. Do you, does that always involve a form of abuse such as domestic violence? Um, there's, when I hear people talk about high conflict, there's like two sides. So there's situational conflict, and that's caused by the situation at hand. So for the most part, all divorces will start off in the high conflict arena. And okay. then there's there's the high conflict that involves um like you're you're talking about here so so we have abuse and and domestic abuse we're talking about that's when you get smacked around that's not the only kind of abuse that you'll see gotcha so what are the different types of abuse that somebody might experience um the one that we see most often is financial abuse um, we have legal abuse we have spiritual abuse 
And in the spiritual abuse, that can be a broad term, but you'll have biblical abuse. Um, you'll have um, emotional, obviously, and psychological abuse. That kind of comes with every every aspect of abuse. So there, right. and that list is just a really long list, actually. What are your thoughts when you ask? Um, the question is asked of a woman, are you abused? And the comment is, he hasn't hit me. Um, if I am the one that's asking that, you know, or hearing that being asked, and somebody's saying they haven't hit them, that doesn't obviously mean they're not being abused. There's right. tons of abuse that goes on that doesn't, you don't get hit. No marks are mm -hmm. left. Do you feel like the women that are abused downplay the other forms? Yes. In fact, most of them don't actually recognize any of the other forms as abuse. We are all taught that getting smacked around is abuse. So we might not even see some of that as abuse in our relationship. Right. Absolutely. I heard someone say that. Um, anytime someone puts their hands on your throat, that is abuse no matter what. And that was a description they had of physical abuse. So they only see that obviously in that statement that that is abuse. Um, right. I myself ended up getting a broken hand and I never, it took me a long time to, to, accept the fact that it was him because I trained in the martial arts. He grabbed a hold of me. I was able to release and I hit a door jam breaking my hand. Oh, he okay. didn't actually do it. I did it. Well, isn't that common with women? We blame ourselves. We do. We blame ourselves for not just getting smacked around, but we'll blame ourselves for everything that goes on, you know, Problems with the kids, problems with the house, problems with the car. We'll blame ourselves because we just didn't do something right. And we have such a habit of talking negative to ourselves. And we talk so much worse to ourselves than we do a good friend. Yes. And, and we'll take all of the words that we've heard all of our life as a child, as, as the wife, um, we'll take all of those and put them together and build this little sentence in our head that we'll say over and over about how horrible we are. Right. Absolutely. So one of the common um, misunderstandings or comments I hear from people that don't really understand abuse is why do women who are in an abusive relationship stay in it? It's, it's kind of hard to explain to people who haven't been there, but right. the, the main reason is fear. It mm -hmm. is fear that things will get worse, fear of how, how they'll respond, fear of how they'll treat the children or the house or your personal belongings, fear of where you're going to go, where's the money going to come from. So the ultimate right. reason is fear. And isn't it a power struggle by the abuser? That it's not necessarily about sex or this or that, but it's they are in the dominant power position. They're in the dominant power position, and they like they like the game, the game that mm -hmm. they played with you when they met you. They treated you. They love bombed you. They were so kind and gentle, and 
and then they got a hold of you and it's like they put their hands around your neck and now you belong to them yeah um one of the things that i've seen in divorce is that during the marriage there may have been abuse but then when the woman leaves of course the abuse stops but um as the um as the divorce proceeds all of a sudden the abuser comes back in and love bombs them again becomes sweet becomes caring becomes attentive and the woman then says oh he's become the man i've always wanted let's get back together so again that's the game that i had just mentioned they like that game they like that game almost more than they like any other part of the situation in that relationship so once you start pulling away one, they've lost control, and now they have to get that control back. So love bombing is how they're throwing their hook out. They've baited it with all this wonderful love. And as soon as you start to reach for it, they pull in and snag you, and then they reel you in with all this wonderful words and nice kindness. And then the abuse starts all over. Yeah, I found that one of the things I learned about myself was that I... Um, felt so poorly about myself that I was attracted to attention. And so I sought out those situations. So it was no wonder that I sought out abusers. It gives you a lot of attention. Absolutely. Um, how, why do you think domestic violence is so misunderstood? It, I believe that it's misunderstood because there's more outsiders looking in. You know, very few of them have been on the inside. They don't know what it's like. And for us on the inside, and I don't even consider myself to be an abused person on that level, but when we're on the inside, it's, it's somewhat normal for us. So we don't yeah. see the problem. So it's misunderstood from both sides, outside and inside. Yeah, I think you've already answered this other question of mine, but that is it, do women who are in an abusive relationship acknowledge that they are in one? It takes a long time for them to acknowledge. In fact, they, they, you know, I will give some of them books or something and they'll start to read and little light bulbs will start coming on. But it takes, just like you heard me say, I don't consider myself an abused woman. It took me years to be able to see how that abuse really took place. And the abuse of the emotional was how that all started with me. Took my parents' words and folded it into his words. So it takes us gotcha. a long time. And for some of us, we never get there. That's true. I just remember the terror. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you come across a client or any woman that um, you recognize is in an abusive relationship and you suggest to them that they are, um, what do they, do they realize it? What do you say to them? That kind of thing. It's really hard. Um, I've actually heard this in the law enforcement arena where police officers are called to the same house over and over 
And finally, they pull the woman aside and they give a card for for the battered women's shelter. And they let her know that they support her and would help her to leave. And there's just no way she will listen to that. And so yeah. the way that we actually talk to a woman that's been in abuse really needs to be about the story. We need to ask questions, not tell them what to do or how to do it. Absolutely. How important is it to have a safety plan when considering divorce? It's huge. The, the most dangerous time of a divorce is right when it starts. The leaving process, the telling process, that is when it's the most dangerous. You have to have a good plan. You have to build up that good plan with a divorce coach like yourself so that you know that you're leaving A and you're going to B and then you're going to be safe when you get to C. You have to have a good plan. Absolutely. And there's a domestic violence hotline in the U.S. that I'm going to place in the show notes and they can also educate you as the steps that need to be taken. But one of um, the riskiest times for a woman is when she files for divorce. So how do we help someone that we think is in an abusive relationship? What if I have a friend and what if I see some of the signs? Uh, what, what can I do? It's hard as the friend. Again, you can't tell them what to do. Um, you will be considered an enemy. Even to your friend, they will consider you an enemy because that's all of the garbage that's going on in their head. The very best thing you can do is just ask questions and be there for them. Let them know over and over and over again. Give them books that might explain like, there's one that's called Walking on Eggshells. I've given to lots of people, and they it's a light bulb to them. So that's probably the very best thing you can do as the friend. Is there any special thing about if that person that you worry about is a relative versus just a friend? Is there is there any way of talking to them differently, or is it just the same as, as anyone else that you suspect is in an abusive relationship? Well, it's pretty much the same. You want to give as much love to that person that you can and never not be there for them because they need something. Now, if I'm talking to a person that's abused, if you're listening to this, you want to tell your story. You want to start telling your story to as many people as you can. The more people that knows your story, the safer you will be as you move forward. And the more people that knows your story, the stronger you will become. The more people that hear your story, the more people you have a chance to help not be in the same situation. Exactly. And also, um, the more you tell, I think it actually helps you in court as well, right? <clears throat> Definitely. There's, there's, I mean, there is a, a side part of that that can be dangerous again because when you're you're very fearful but once that story gets out and it's retold by somebody else then more people start to know that and your spouse then has to be very careful about how they abuse you because right. they can't be seen as the bad guy exactly oh wow um what 
three actionable steps. We're kind of wrapping it up. What three actionable steps would you give to the women in our audience uh, about domestic violence as it relates to divorce? Well, again, um, tell your story. It's okay. very important to tell your story. And, and once you start with that, you need to get help. A divorce coach is a perfect place to start because that divorce coach is confidential and nobody needs to know about them. Once you hire a lawyer, pretty much so everybody's going to know about that right away. You file something with a court and it is, it is a public document. document. So a divorce coach is great. The next thing is communicate your story to that coach or person that you have in your corner to build an exit plan so that you can get from point A to B or Z safely. Exactly. And later in this series, we are going to have Heather Kent, who is a psychotherapist who specializes in narcissism, trauma, psychopathy, and um, other forms of um, personality disorders that can cause domestic violence. <clears throat> Great. Um, so once the process is underway... What's the main thing that they need in the actual divorce? The main thing they need is support. Um, and friends and family can give that kind of support to be a shoulder to cry on, help them pack up their belongings, give them a safe place to stay, help them get from wherever they're at to a safe place to stay. So that's probably the most important part is to make sure that you're in a safe place. I've actually removed women and children from abusive homes, and in some cases we had to put them underground to keep them away from the abuser to keep them safe. Wow, wow, wow. You know, sometimes I think people say, well, that only happens in the movies. It doesn't happen to me or anybody I know. Yes, and... and some of us that are inside that abusive home might even say that. And most definitely anybody who's not been in an abusive home who has their their bottle goggles on, they're not going to know what really is. And yes, it can be just as dangerous or in a lot of cases worse than you see in these movies. One other thing I was thinking about as we went back to what a woman should do <clears throat> in addition to telling her story Shouldn't she also take photos of any physical abuse? Yes, there should be. You should have um, a list of evidence. So photos are great. I had one woman who actually recorded, and this was so hard for her, but she recorded the abuse of her children. She knew she couldn't do much because in real life, in the marriage, she was not allowed to to take part in the punishment of the children. So she literally had to lay in her bed and record her children being abused so she could use it. She, she left there. She was a, a nurse that worked several hours away from home, so she would stay there for a week. And he had the kids for this week. Oh my God. She right away took that recording immediately into the police and she was able to pull her kids out of there. Once she realized it took her a good year and a half to two years to even see the abuse in her own home. Wow. So <clears throat> when in the process should 
a woman contact you in this particular kind of situation in the divorce process? Well, the very best time for them to contact a divorce coach myself would be when they're thinking about it because mm -hmm. that is when they're the most safe there's, you know, we've got them in the, a safe situation, basically. I mean, they're not really safe, but they're safer than after they've made that choice right. and have decided to leave. So right then is the best. Wow. Absolutely. Um, what other types of divorce professionals do you work with in general? Not necessarily just in domestic violence, but in coaching in general. Well, um, because I deal with so much of the domestic violence stuff and not so much the violence end, but the abuse, financial people are very huge and a CDFA is, is very important. And there's so many people that are CFAs, so they're certified financial analyst, but a CDFA is a certified divorce financial analyst. They can help you. They can help you through their connections, find all the hidden money, figure out what's best for you financially as you move forward. So that's a huge one. Mediators are very difficult to use, although we start with them in hopes that we can mediate out at least a few of those things. Those people are very important. I also work with victims advocates and police officers because of the situations that I'm dealing with. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So, Tina, how can our listeners find you if they want to learn more? Well, you can find my website on divorcecoachspecialist.com, and um, all of my contact information is there. You can find me at Tina Lynn Huggins on Facebook. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and then I'm on Instagram as Divorce Tina Lynn. And I'm also on TikTok as Divorce Tina Lynn. Wonderful. And all of that information will be in the show notes. Is there anything else you can think of that you'd want to share at this point? Um, it's just really important that as you move forward through a divorce thinking process, that you get help and you tell your story. Those are probably the two most important things I could tell you because once you've made this choice and you've started to leave, you leave, you file for divorce, that's when it becomes extremely dangerous for you. And having that support, having the people in your corner before you start this process, that is your best bet. Absolutely. And a few other things I was thinking of was being careful that documentation that you put together can't be found by the abuser that that's kept with a friend, um, that you don't put appointments on your calendar that the abuser can see. So you want to make sure that this is um, not visible at all to the abuser. Yes. And so something that's important is, is that when you go to hire a professional like a divorce coach, that the divorce, if you're going to use a credit card, that the divorce coach you don't want the word divorce to come up anywhere right. in your paperwork. If it just comes up as an expenditure, 
that's one thing. But when it comes up with the word divorce, you want to be careful with that. Don't say those words. Don't communicate it in the form of text. If you do, immediately cancel that text or email out. I have my clients create a special email called my protection email, and it could be however you want to do that. So Tina's protection email, protection email one, two, three. And whenever you send something to somebody, always send it to that protection email so you have that email specifically for your evidence, specifically for your divorce. But make sure that your computer that you use is not in the home where they can access anything because they will get your passwords. And be careful that you don't share one with you or share an email with you. Yes. I had a call. Yes. Um, I knew of a woman that actually put the appointment on her calendar that said divorce attorney and the husband saw it and then went ballistic. Oh yeah. All hell yeah. breaks loose. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even list appointments with a therapist. I would just put the therapist's name or the coach's name. And I, like I said, I wouldn't hire an attorney right off the bat um, just because one is the scuttlebutt that goes on back in the background. You don't know where your husband's at that could hear that. And two, right. once, once something is filed, it becomes uh, public information. So you want to wait until you're ready to take that step. Absolutely. Well, Tina, thank you so much for being my guest today. This was so information-packed. I just absolutely love it, and I know our audience will. Thank you very much, Beverly, especially for just, just this topic. This is something that's very important to me. Me too. All of Tina's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. You can find them at HerSelfExpression.com on the podcast page. Join me for the next episode of this series where I'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can do for you. Thank you for joining Tina and I today. Thank you and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Her Empowered Divorce Expert Series podcast episode. We hope that you have found the information shared in this episode valuable to you no matter what stage you are in divorce. Remember that it can be a challenging time, but with the right support and guidance, it can also be a time of growth and empowerment. If you are interested in learning more about divorce coaching, how it should be the leader of your divorce team, and how it can help you navigate this difficult process, be sure to visit my website at herempowereddivorce.com and request a free consultation. We also encourage you to check out our other episodes and resources on the website and to stay tuned for more expert insights and advice on how to create a positive, empowered divorce experience. Take care and we'll see you soon.